The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Astros Baseball. Today I am joined by Adam Sager from Sports Talk 790. He's also part of the Sean Salisbury Show and the host of Space City Saturdays. Adam, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So you said you had a show to do today. Which one are you going to be doing? Uh, Space City Saturday. We'll be talking, you know, everything Houston. Obviously, Rockets win. Deshaun Watson contract. Uh, Astros, you know, final stretch down coming up to the playoffs. So we got everything to talk about. All right. So uh, tell me a little about yourself. How would you get started on the radio? How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing it about, oh gosh, about seven, eight years now. I'm actually from the Chicagoland area. Uh, moved down here for a job and uh, made my way over to Sports Talk 790. Uh, you know, just uh, grew up loving sports and decided after doing a bunch of jobs that I didn't like that it was time to to pursue something that I really wanted to do. So uh, that's what got me down here. Has your love for sports teams switched to Houston now or are you still... You still got some love for those Chicago teams. No, I'm a I'm a diehard Chicago fan. So while I root <laughs> for the Houston teams when they're not playing my teams, uh, but other than that, no, I'm a Chicago guy through and through. White Sox or Cubs? I am a White Sox fan. Well, that's good. They're, they are really good this year. They've yes, put together, it, they've put together it's quite been a, a very team. fun year. It's been a very fun year with them. Yeah, I was just going to – I wasn't even going to bring that up, but you said you were from Chicago. I think they have the second-best record in the American League right now. Yeah, last, uh, I think I was looking at it this morning. Yeah, they'd be the second seed at the moment. So uh, it's it's better than I was even expecting. I thought it would be a fun year, but it's been even better than I thought. Yeah, so you, you were talking about the uh, Texans, and I don't really talk about football much. But uh, they extended Deshaun Watson four years, $160 million. That's something they needed to do, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. I, I think, you know, money makes up, makes sense on both sides for, for the team, for the organization, and for Deshaun Watson. It'll still allow him to be a free agent at the age of about 29, 30 years old. And uh, it's obviously – it's franchise record-breaking money, and he's now the second-highest-paid quarterback, second-highest-paid player of all time in NFL history. How do you think uh, COVID-19 is going to affect football this year? Uh, to me, I th it feels like it's going to be scarier because they're going to be in such close contact with spit and sweat flying. They're not going to quarantine themselves or, like, be in a bubble, are they? No, no, they're not going to be. It's going to be very interesting. I was, I'm, I was very skeptical. I'm getting it done. Uh, I think all these leagues should try and play, 
but this is the one sport, you know, college and NFL that I, I'm most worried about because of everything you just talked about right there. And the fact that they're not in a bubble while it's worked for baseball, you know, with the Astros and everything, we've still seen games missed and we've still seen people getting the virus and, and it's affected the sport. Yeah. These guys, if you looked in the dugout, they, they weren't social distancing. They weren't wearing their masks. But I guess the uh, commissioner came down on them. You know, if you don't start doing following protocols, you are going to uh, pay the price. But I, I just don't know how they're going to do it with football. I know Big Ten. Didn't the Big Ten cancel their season? Yes. Yes, they did. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 have decided not to play. Now, there's been some pressure for the Big Ten to play. So we'll see if they give in to that. But as of right now, they will not play games until the spring. All right, so let's move to the Rockets. Uh, I believe, I, and I don't keep up with basketball at all. Uh, they took game one from the Lakers. Was that a shocker? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I, I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, it, it was surprising how easy the Rockets made it look at times. So I, I really think that the Rockets have a chance in this series. I did pick the Lakers on the Sean Salisbury show uh, yesterday in seven. Mm. So, uh, you know, the, each team's going to win some games. It's just, you know, the Lakers now need to bounce back and get a winning game too, or it's going to get real scary for them. And this Rockets team can do some damage offensively. So what is, uh, what is it like watching NBA inside that bubble? I, I've seen little clips of it, but I still haven't watched a game. Is it the excitement level there? Is it just – Look like you're watching a pickup game. What's the atmosphere there while you're watching it? You know, they've done a really good job of uh, basically you can't see the stands. They've put up video boards around, so you can't see the, the, the stands where the seats are empty or anything like that. And I think that's been really nice that they've added different features. They've put more focus on the court in terms of the lighting and everything. So I think the NBA has done a pretty good job. The games overall uh, have been, you know, pretty fun, pretty exciting. And, and the guys on the bench keep it exciting because they're up more than normal because they have more room. So the NBA has done a really, really good job with this. All right, let's move to the Astros. Uh, yesterday, Lance McCullers Jr. got the start. And I don't have the exact numbers, but I think he gave up a hit and then a home run and walked three guys in a row. I haven't heard anything if he has issues with a blister or anything like that. And it was obvious. I read his lips and I could be wrong. He's telling Dusty, don't do this to me. He didn't want to come out of the game, you know, but he looked bad. He taxed the bullpen. The bullpen had throw 11 innings yesterday, which is very bad, you know, having to play 10 games or so in nine days. Uh, so my question for you is with no Justin Verlander, is he still our number two pitcher behind Grinky or Framber Valdez? Would you put him at number two? With the way everything's going right now, I mean, obviously Grinky's your clear one, but it's got to be Framber Valdez. He has to be the number two with the way he's pitching. He's shown time and time again, even when he's had a couple rough starts, he settled himself down and he's shown that he's able to go six or seven innings in case of the last game. I think he went over seven. So, I mean, very, very good stuff from Framber. I, I'm shocked. I was one that I was close to basically writing that guy off, but he, he made that switch, and that switch sometimes takes a couple of years for these guys once they get up into the big leagues. And he's showing right now that he's a major league pitcher. 
And for the Astros, I hope it continues with McCullers. It's just, this is who he is. Not last night, because uh, I, I did read where it was reported that he just had a dead arm last night, and it was just something that he could not shake out of. He could not get his arm warmed up at all. And you could see it. There was just nothing on any of his pitches. There was no life on it. Uh, nothing was really breaking. Everything was just over the middle if it was a strike. And and that's always scary when you're a manager or a pitching coach just leaving a guy out there because he gave up three. He could have easily given up a, 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 a lot more. So they're going to get him out, and supposedly they're going to start him again in just a few days because – you know, he, he didn't throw too many pitches and he'll be able to bounce back quick, assuming the arm bounces back like they they really think it will. So but right now it's got to be Framber Valdez is your number two. Yeah, Lance McCullers Jr. had he had what a, a game where he had a no hitter going. Mm-hmm. He had another great game where he gave up only one hit, but he's also had the game yesterday where he couldn't get anybody out. He had the game. Uh, I can't remember who it was against. I think it was against a National League team, but he gave up nine runs. Maybe it was the Padres. It was Arizona. Arizona. But he yeah. gave up nine runs. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to go in the three-game playoffs, you know, I want Framber to make sure he's in there over uh, JV as well. I mean, uh, Lance McCullers as well. And, and Framber, you spoke about him last year, you know, didn't trust him at all. But this year, like you said, there was one game he gave up three runs early, and you're thinking, oh, no, it's going to be another one of those games. And he ends up going seven innings and doesn't give up any more runs. I'm truly uh, very impressed by him. Uh, another guy I want to ask you about, uh, Belak. This dude looked amazing all year, and he got lit up the last two times out, and I believe they're skipping him this time. How's this guy going to get out of this mess he's in? You know, I, I just don't know that he's going to be able to. I, I think that, you know, they'll use them when needed in terms of, you know, they're going to have some double headers. They're going to have a, a few games here and there that they may need him. But overall, uh, with Jose Arquiti hopefully coming back and, and taking, he's going to pitch today. He's going to start, uh, I can't remember if it's game one or game two. Um, but, He's going to start today, and once he gets in there and he settles in, and, and hopefully he is the guy that we all remember from last year, that kind of takes Belak and either you know moves him to the bullpen or they say, we just want you to go work on your stuff down in Corpus Christi and, and show us that you, know, you can get ready for next year. I'm not sure which way they'll go with it. I'm guessing he'll just move to the bullpen for now and become one of the long relievers that can come in and, and a start like, uh, Lance McCullers yesterday, if something goes wrong or someone just doesn't have it that day, he can come in and give you three, four or five innings if needed, uh, even if it's just to keep the bullpen from getting so taxed. So Jose Urquidy coming back kind of takes Belak and, and knocks him out, assuming Urquidy's right. And then obviously you have Christian Javier as well. So uh, Belak is just, he's still young and he's just going to have to work through this and, and show that He's definitely a major league pitcher. I mean, we've seen obviously stints where he looks really, really good, but you got to do it over an extended period of time and you got to be consistent with it. So, the Astros, you spoke about it. We have this young bullpen of guys that are just surprising everyone. 
We have no Justin Verlander. We keep having injuries. You know, we have to play without Springer. Then we have to play without Brantley. Now we're playing without Bregman. But we're only two down. Two games behind Oakland, who look like a powerhouse in the first series we played against them this year. Do you think the Astros can win this division? Yeah, I don't. I don't see why not. They're playing just good enough baseball to hang around, and if uh, you know, they, they've had instances where they've looked really good. They've had obviously some instances where they've really, really struggled hitting the ball, but it's balanced out to be. You know, they're scoring. I want to say it's the most runs per game in the AL, and that's been a benefit to these young pitchers and kind of getting them in situations where maybe it's not as nerve-wracking for a young pitcher to be out there in that spot so uh, they've done just enough in the right way and the in the Oakland A's have come back to the pack uh, now they still have the talent to say go out there and run off nine straight and kind of run away with it but for the Astros the main thing is just get themselves healthy as we get close to the playoffs get Alex Bregman back which he should be back at some point in this upcoming road trip and he says he's ready to go, which is a great thing. So it would not shock me to see him maybe one of these two days, maybe tomorrow or early next week, I think is more likely. And just get yourself right. Get your lineup set. We know who's all there. We know who's not there. And it doesn't sound like Altuve is going to be out too long, which is a good thing. So uh, just get yourself set and get into the playoffs healthy. That's the main thing for this team. Yes, winning the division would be great. But when you're right, this team can compete with anybody. So that's what you got to do is just get yourself right. The Astros lost last night's game in extra innings, and they're now 2-6. and six. And this was a – I saw a tweet from Brian McTaggart, and uh, they're 21-16. and 16. He said, but if they had went 6-2, and two, they would be 25-12, and 12, which would be, I guess, second or third uh, best record in the American League – what, what do you see in the Astros that, that why are they struggling in these extra innings? Because it frustrates me. I mean, they just that it's like I tweeted last night that they could just have the Gatorade, uh, whatever it's called, the jug or the bucket, the Gatorade bucket on second base. And it wouldn't have mattered because they just couldn't move them over. Yeah, it's just been a, a frustrating aspect where, you know, I think a lot of people thought this would. Um, you know, at least almost guarantee you a run in, in the extra inning when the guy gets to second base. But for some reason, they've just kind of struggled with runners in scoring position, especially in those in those aspects where when they lose. And I mean, it is it's frustrating to have a guy on second and nobody out and you can't do anything with it, even the, especially when you're at home and you already see the team in front of you score one run. Uh, to me, it's just, I know you want to play for the win. And, and if you're in the Astros case, you're, you're making the playoffs. But, you know, sometimes I'm not a big advocate of the bunt. Let me put it that way. I, I despise the bunt. But sometimes you just want to make sure that if it's the right guy, that you just maybe don't trust to get a base hit or anything in that spot. Lay down a bunt, get him over to third, and then you got multiple chances to do more. And, and who knows what happens. But get that guy to third base because there's multiple ways you can score from third base that you can't from second. Well, yeah, last night the Astros, not only did they not score in extra innings, they had the bases loaded in the eighth and couldn't bring mm -hmm. anybody in. And then they shocked all of us, bringing in three runs in the ninth. 
but it, yeah, it was frustrating. I think the tenth inning, we couldn't move anybody over, and then they moved somebody over on the first pitch. So it just frustrates me that all you got to do is, you know, ground out, and the guy can move over. In most cases, I don't know. It just seems easier, easier said than done, I guess. Right. It's it's definitely something that. You know, it's it's a new age of baseball. You know, if this were the rule in 20 years ago, even especially you go 30 plus years ago, they would have had got any player would have walked up there and their only goal would have been to get that guy to third base. If it was with a bunt, if it was trying to shoot the ball to right field, no matter what it took, that would have been the goal of that hitter. Now we're in this modern age of baseball with launch angle and exit velocity and all these analytics, which have helped the game, in my opinion. But in situations like this, it doesn't really lend itself too much because when when Alex Bregman walks up there, when, when you know, Carlos Correa or if Jordan Alvarez was healthy, they're looking to drive the ball every single time. They want to put the ball in a gap. So not only does that guy score, they put themselves in scoring position or they're trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. It's just the sport we live in right now. And sometimes, you know, the Astros aren't the only team that struggles getting that guy over or getting them in in extra innings. Well, it's definitely shouldn't be the uh, strategy if you're the away team. You don't want to just try to score one run. Right. Agreed. Uh, But another rule, the expanded or extended playoffs, whatever you want to call that, uh, I saw something earlier today. No team has ever made the playoffs in Major League Baseball with a losing record. And there are three teams in the National League that would make the playoffs if they started today with losing records. Do you think this is bad? I know it's just for this year, and I know they're doing it for money, and hopefully they don't. It, they can't do this uh, further down the line, right? I I pray they don't. I'm not a fan of expanded playoffs. I, I if you want to go to six, okay, you can make that work. Fine, you can talk me into six. But eight is just ridiculous. Like you mentioned, three teams from the NL, all with losing records. I mean, in your sport, you should always have teams with winning records that don't make it, in my opinion. I think that gives those teams right there uh, a nod to say, okay, we're not quite there. We need to keep getting better. Whereas in this, I mean, we're just over halfway through the season. We're 60% of the way through the season. And I mean, in the AL, you've, are basically you've got six teams locked into the playoffs. You almost have all eight teams locked into the playoffs as the Blue Jays keep winning. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's also the downside of it. While it brings in more, it brings in more teams trying to make the playoffs. It also has the aspect of the Rays. You know, the AL Central; those three teams are almost set in the playoffs at this point. And the Astros have run away from third place in their division that those two teams are set. So we don't have any of this drama down the stretches. These guys are set for the most part. Yeah, I I saw something about that. I don't know if they mentioned it on the broadcast or what, but uh, they said we could have some exciting playoffs, but there's no drama leading into it. Right. Uh, What is going on in the National League kind of reminds me of – the Eastern division in basketball a few years ago where the seventh and eighth seeds may have a losing record in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, I think for sure when you just look at 
the NBA every year. It, it, you, you're at least close. And lately it's been the East before it was the West where you had teams right on the brink of 500 that were making the playoffs. And to me, that just, it does nothing because then most of the time that one seed walks in and just sweeps them. Now I will say baseball's a little bit different because, you know, baseball sometimes can be stupid and, and balls bounce weird ways or, you know, guys just get hot at the right time and it turns into, you know, the Marlins in 97 or 2003 winning the world series or the, the Washington nationals last year. I mean, mm-hmm. look where they were at at one point, we had all written them off and then they bounce back, get hot and end up winning the world series. So baseball's different, but I still just do not like 16 of 30 teams. You should never have over 50% of your league in the playoffs. Right. So another surprise this season, he's only hitting, I think 267 the last time I looked. And it may be because of injuries. I'm not sure. I know I don't want to downplay what he's done. But Kyle Tucker leads the team in home runs, RBIs, run scored, slugging, OPS, and triples. How amazing has Kyle Tucker been this year? He's been he's been the team MVP. I, I know Grinky's been really good pitching. I know Framber showed up and, and surprised us all. Framber's been the best surprise of this team. Kyle Tucker's been the best I, I player in terms of this is huge for the organization going forward. We all know that all three outfielders are free agents heading into this coming offseason. And it was a question of what do we do with Kyle Tucker? I mean, is he a guy that is a trade chip that, you know, maybe we look forward to moving for a better piece at some point. Luckily before the trade deadline, he started hitting. It gave them, not that I'm saying they would have traded him, but it gave them, you know, the ammo to say, okay, this dude's untouchable. He is in our outfield for the future, which I always had him there, but the way he was playing to start the year and just what we've seen from him made you think a little bit, but man, over the last three, four weeks or so, he's been incredible and it's a great sight to see. Yeah. We've had pretty good uh, performances from Michael Brantley. I think he's leading the team in batting average. Yuli Gurriel, I think he's leading the team in hits. They're both having great seasons. Um, But another shocker to me, not really a shocker, but a positive, something that we're not used to with the Houston Astros, and that is production, offensive production from the catcher. Martin Maldonado has been great this season. Yeah, he's been incredible. You, you mentioned a great defensive backstop, great defensive catcher. You love what he brings that way, and that's kind of what they were thinking. We can just stick him in the eight or the nine hole, and we can just let him, you know, hopefully hit a couple home runs and and give us great defense, and the and the pitchers trust him. That was what you were expecting from him. He's came out and uh, just pulled it up here. He's hitting 267, 406, which is the big thing. Just getting on base for the top of the lineup is huge. I mean, when you're walking almost 18% of the time, you're seeing the ball really, really well. And then he's also driving it. He's got four home runs. It's been a big, big positive for this team to have this guy as as your starter because you don't have anybody else. Dustin Garneau is barely a major league player. I mean, and, and there's nothing else really behind him. Garrett Stubbs is not a major league player for the most part. So what Martin Maldonado's doing in this short season, he's showing that he can play basically almost every day 
and that's big for uh, moving forward. Yeah, he actually caught uh, both sides of a doubleheader one day, right. so I'm very impressed. He wants to catch every day. He's amazing, day. and he's moving up the ladder as far as favorite Astros. The the fans have really been, uh, a tr- I don't even know what the word to say, uh, drawn to him. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know he's moving up the ladder on my favorite list. Yeah, you, you, everybody loves uh, Maldonado, loves Machete, as he's called. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, he's been a very pleasant surprise on a team that has had a few pleasant surprises. Yeah, so you mentioned earlier that he's getting on base walking. He leads the team in walks, mm-hmm. and his OPS is 848, which to me is very good as far as the uh, catchers for the Astros go. And I'm very glad they signed him for two years. Uh, so things are looking good. Uh, but anyway, that's all I have, Adam. I appreciate you uh, coming on today. If you want to let everybody know how to find you on Twitter or when your shows are on. Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam G. Sager. Uh, you can listen to the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790, 6 to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday. Obviously not this Monday because we'll be off on Labor Day. But every other week, you know, you'll catch us talking Astros, Rockets, Texans college football, any sport, and then every uh, Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m., assuming there's no Texas football on that day or Astros or Rockets, uh, Space City Saturday with myself and Joe George. Do y'all turn any of these into podcasts if they don't live in the Houston area? Uh, Yeah, you can go to the iHeartRadio app and just search the Sean Salisbury Show. You can get all the podcasts there. Uh, You can go to, same thing, search Space City Saturday. And then I do have a podcast with Adam Wexler, uh, from the A-team in the afternoons, uh, it's game time. You can find that on iTunes, the iHeart Radio app, uh, Spreaker, all kinds of spots. All right, Adam, I appreciate you doing this, sir. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate you having me. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.